Hello and hey hey there! Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best microwave dinner, top Halloween costumes, best brunch item, nothing is off limits, everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host today, Eric Shane. With me as always is Mr. Zach Rancourt. Zach Rancourt, how are you, sir? Uh, busy, but not too bad. Yeah, Can't complain well, too much. I have nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about at all with uh, Top Gun Maverick? Oh, no, I really liked it a lot. Um, I, I don't know if I think it's better than the first one. Um, I think there's a lot behind it. Uh, it's a very cheesy film, but yep. I went into it knowing that it was going to be cheesy. But, man, those those flying scenes were something unreal. Like, yeah, uh, yeah they that was pretty remarkable. That was a visually just gorgeous movie. And I was ready for the cheese. When you when you're eating cheese whiz, you expect cheese whiz. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, who, right. you know who else loves cheese whiz? Tom Lockhart loves Tommy. cheese whiz. <laughs> How you doing, pal? <laughs> I'm actually doing not great. Oh, uh, I'm I sorry. Had, I had another sad injury that was very, very, it, it's so sad to tell people, but uh, yesterday I was folding clothes and I hurt my back. How? How? <laughs> so I, I was standing up doing it and I was bending over to reach inside the hamper over and over again because we haven't folded clothes for like two weeks. Okay. So I was just doing that for like an hour and just towards the end, my back was like, no more. <laughs> and so I've had a heating pad on it for two days now. <laughs> Tom, buddy. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. You're falling apart over there, pal. I know. And I had grand ambitions to ride my bike that I just got yesterday. Oh, you got a bike. I, like, and I was going to ride it around and it wasn't happening. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that, that means I got to hurry up and get my bike. We have this. Yeah. I think we mentioned it before, Zach, but uh, Colton was talking about uh, our buddy Colton to the listeners out there. We got uh, this uh, thing called the Centennial Trail that sort of connects the towns of Arlington and Marysville and Lake Stevens and Snohomish and there's bars all along the way. So we're like, Hey, let's have a weekend where we just kind of earn our beers and ride along. But that means that Tom and I had to get bikes. Tom's got his, so now I got to get mine. Okay. All right. Well, it's going to be an active summer. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh, we've, you know, we, we love being active in the summer, you know, like, in like when you were a kid and you had all kinds of stuff you were doing, you know, the good old days you remember. Cause I remember nostalgia is as much an emotion as it is a thought process. So it's a blended experience that gets those endorphins flowing. And some things we just keep finding our way back to, or perhaps they find their way back to us, like riding a bike, <laughs> never expected to do that again, but some things never leave us. And we're never quite sure how much a thing has touched us until that part of our life is over. But the years keep coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules. We hit the ground running. I don't know. While it's important to <laughs> enjoy the moment and work for our future, sometimes looking back serves as a bomb on our soul. There's lots of ways to trigger those warm feelings of yesteryear. Anything from types of comfort food to old movies to holiday traditions to old socks. Because why the hell not? Today, we are talking about our top five nostalgia. To enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other. And by no means are we experts or historians in said category. We are just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So, Tommy, start us off with your number one, please. My number one is my dad's dinners. My dad would cook up things and he would show me the recipe and I cannot recreate it. And, and it's basic things like he has delicious chicken fajitas. And later in life, once I moved out... I asked for the recipe and he just uses the packet of fajita, you know, mix and just mixes it. But for some reason, when he does it, it is so much better than when I do it. <laughs> um, his bean burritos. Um, it's just refried beans, cheese, and then he cooks it like in a pan of oil. He fries it on each side. It's the most delicious thing ever. He used to make like a hundred of them because my friends would come over and like eat our food because it was great. Uh, my favorite invention of his was a, another Mexican delicacy, and that is where he would take a hot dog and he would cut it, not completely in half, just open it up. He'd mm -hmm. put cheddar cheese in between, wrap it in a tortilla, and then fry it. Wow. <laughs> and it, it is, I remember that being my favorite thing ever. 
oh, and I, I want to make one, but I also don't want to keep being fat. So <laughs> going to well, try to go against those urges. <laughs> I mean, that's a bottom line I can appreciate right there. Uh, uh, Tom, I've never met your dad, but I know the only thing I know <laughs> about him are those hot dogs that are wrapped in a tortilla. And when I was in college, I bought some tortillas and had Costco dogs at home and I cut them open and put cheese and made them at home. My roommate thought I was the weirdest person in the world. And I was like, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, and every time we'd go over stuff. to your Every time we'd go over to your house after after work to play video games, they would just be sitting on the stove at like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this. So <laughs> they were really good. I remember we were eating them all the time. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, I wish I, I should go over to my dad's house for dinner more often because I don't ever. And it's just oh, I miss his food. So yeah. good. Well, there's something special about that, the way your parents cook something or grandparents. I don't have any foods items on my list, not one. But if I had to pick one, I'd say probably my grandma's spaghetti, even though she, I mean, she's gone. She won't you know, ever make it anymore. But I think she used a rag. I think she used ragu. I don't know. But it's like whenever I have that specific kind of sauce, I'm like, this is this tastes like my grandma's spaghetti. And it just kind of takes me back when I was a kid. You know, I don't know why. It's weird. She did. Mom insisted that it came out of the can. And I'm like, no, grandma did something. But because I can't I can't find that recipe anywhere. So mom, mom's lying. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I, I believe I've had those at your house before at your dad's yes. house. They're pretty great. So. I feel like anyone who's been there, they just they appear out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure if you just, uh, you know, set up something with him. Hey, we're coming over. Make us dinner. Maybe he'll do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh okay well I'll, I'll just slip into my number one um i'm gonna go with a video game and it's one i doubt either of you played uh final fantasy 11 i've talked about it a little bit on this podcast before i don't i know you've played world of warcraft uh mm-hmm. tom yeah. zach i don't know if you've played any of the mmos or any of those rpgs at all no i haven't okay. played any final fantasy games okay well I like I like RPGs, but you got to understand that this is pretty much the first one I ever played. So I had never played any MMOs whatsoever when I was a kid growing up. Never played Ultima, never a, a little bit of EverQuest like a, after school, but not much at all. I, I just enough to kind of get me hooked on the notion, but I never really played it. Um, coming home from uh, Iraq, we were in Kuwait and my buddy gets a. Uh, 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 like a, a gift box sent to him. And he's just like, Hey, the final fantasy 11 is coming over from Japan. Uh, it's like two years after uh, it was released in Japan. And we're pouring through this magazine, talking about what we're going to play, what we're going to do. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, we get back, get back to the barracks and, you know, get, you know, shit out of storage and get everything set up and we buy the games. And it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And this is a game that I've quit at least three times, but I just, I can't, quit forever i can't i can't uh i just i love it too much and i don't have any tattoos but i decided a long time ago when i get my first one it's going to be the bastok crest the nation of bastok it's i don't know where i'm going to put it and what exactly it's going to look like but bastok is my home nation and i don't care if that makes sense to <laughs> to any of you or you know whatever you don't you don't know it doesn't really make sense to me either um there's a Welsh word. You've probably seen it. I think Zach's probably seen it, but the Welsh word floats out there. It doesn't have an English translation. It's a uh, Heraith, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, roughly. It means longing for a place you've never been. Uh, well, I have been there. Those virtual experiences, uh, they weren't virtual to me. <laughs> uh, they really happened. You know, my emotions were real. My excitement was real. My frustration was real. I know every, uh, yeah, every artwork of stone <laughs> in that town and its entire surrounding newbie zone that I spent hours leveling up all the different jobs. Uh, I know every shortcut on foot or on Chocobo between that town and the next town and the next town and the next town and the next town. Uh, and this is back when gaming was hard, man. I mean, I, I would sit in the barracks on like a Saturday and this was the kind of game where you couldn't, just go solo to level up you had to have a group once you got to a certain point you had to have a full party of adventures with you or you're dead dead i would sit there on a saturday for like six hours waiting (laughs) for a party to form up and i fucking loved it it's so (laughs) stupid why would you love something like that but i did 
you know, it's just sitting there ordering a pizza. It's like, fuck, it's going to be a long night, boys. Uh, it's so dumb, but I loved it. Uh, I'm even like playing it again. I'm back to playing a little bit now that I have some free time just for just for the pure nostalgia reasons. And it getting from one area to the next, it's like it's so slow in that old style game. And it's like I hate it and I love it. <laughs> like I'm so conditioned now to fast travel and being able to, you know, the game has changed a little bit to accommodate that. But it's basic low level mechanics is it's slow and it takes time to get places that's uh it's a relic of a time long gone in gaming this thing was it's 20 years old this game is 20 years old um it's the first mmo i ever played like i said and there are other games i've gone back to a lot world of warcraft i've gone back to a few times mass effect like their whole um legendary edition just came out right i've played through it twice love mass effect can't wait for the next one to come out um i've gone back to games quite a bit but none of them really own a place in my heart like Final Fantasy XI does. So that game is super nostalgic for me. Final Fantasy XI. Uh, I can't tell you how much time I've spent in Orgamar and World of Warcraft just spamming out looking for a group. Yep. Just over and over again for hours and hours. And then they'll ask you like, oh, what are you? Are you, yep. are you a healer? Are you a tank? Like, I'm DPS. And it's like, oh, we don't need that. Exactly. God, God damn it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I was talking to my buddy Carson at work about it a few weeks ago. And he's just like, yeah, this is one of the reasons I got good at being like a, a in, in, in World of Warcraft, a priest for me in Final Fantasy XI is a white mage, a healer. Why? Because you're going to get a group. <laughs> like you everyone, a group. <laughs> you will get a group. Otherwise, if you're trying to play like the cool, the monk or the thief or the, the samurai or the ninja or whatever, you might not be able to find a party that's looking for you. And if you have the wrong like race job combo and you're not min maxed, Oh God, it could take you forever to get people to adventure with you. That was the gatekeeping back in the day. It's ugh, that's, that's, that's pretty much done now in terms of uh, uh, final fantasy 11. You don't have to worry about that anymore, at least leveling up. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> Tom, I know that feeling. Cause I, I did that with <laughs> you in world of Warcraft, but I did it in final fantasy 11 Just set up the macro and, Hit it every 30 seconds to a minute or whatever. Looking for a group, whatever. Just munching on my pizza, watching TV. Just, just you know, just waiting for a group. That's it. I loved it. So dumb. Why did we love that? But I we did. No, I don't know. But we did. So, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 11. That's my number one. What about you, Zach? What's your number one? Not Final Fantasy 11, for no. sure. <laughs> no, no, no. But since we're on that topic, I guess I'll, I'll sh- uh, shuffle my list around a little bit. But uh, I love video games. I still like video games quite a bit. It's hard to discuss favorite consoles because there are, have been so many good ones. And I was thinking about Halo, putting it on there. I still play Halo to this day because they just keep making new ones. But I don't think that is necessarily can be defined as nostalgic because they it's it's something that hasn't gone away. And the way I look at nostalgia is something that isn't really here anymore um, or maybe not in the height of where it was. And uh, and it just it's 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 lesser now, in my opinion. So for me, the Nintendo 64 is the most is one of the most nostalgic things for me. I loved my N64. It was one of the greatest Christmas gifts I ever got. I had to share it with my brother for a little bit, but we had so many games and uh, had a lot of my favorite stuff, which I I don't want to spoil it now. But there's another thing on my top five list. And we used to have that type of video game a lot. but yeah, I mean, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is, is one of my favorite games ever. So I used to play that all the time. Star Wars, Ro- Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Uh, it was, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so my N64 was something that was incredibly nostalgic to me. For the longest time, I had two N64s and I just recently sold one to my friend. But I kept one. And so it's it's in pristine condition. I cleaned it. I took it out. I like had a Q-tip with some alcohol, rubbing alcohol on it, and I cleaned everything, and I organized all my video games, and it's it's pretty nice. It still works, and it is, as soon as I fire it up, I'm like, man, this just takes me back. Quintessential nostalgia right there. Absolutely. So that was the first, like, gaming console that was yours, yours? Was that the first one you ever played? It was pretty much, it was mine. It was, like, my okay. own console. I, sh- I had to share it with my brother, but it was mine. I like, get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like, my first... The first console I ever played, first video games I ever played, was on old-style Nintendo, NES, right? Duck Hunt and Mario, okay? You know that combo. Right. Uh, but the first... But I didn't play a whole lot of Nintendo games. It's when we got Sega and Sega CD. That's when things started, like, 
that's right when PlayStation came out. So I remember fighting with my neighbor about it. Like, no, Sega's better. Sega CD's rock. Gonna be here forever. Uh, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I felt that way because that's what I had. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But okay, no, cool. I mean, Uh, we had had a Sega. We had a Nintendo, but N64 was the one that was just my favorite. I, I could find my Sega probably somewhere and it wouldn't hit as hard as an N64. How about the feel of that controller in your hands? Because that is loved a unique, it. that's a unique controller. Yeah, absolutely loved it. It was, yeah. uh, it was pretty, pretty remarkable. Does, do the, the N64 controllers, can you do that for like gamepad stuff now? Probably. You could do it with Xbox controllers. Like if you're PC gaming and you do, uh, you can gamepad with those like PlayStation controllers or Xbox controllers, whatever you're more comfortable with. I prefer Xbox. Um, I, I wonder if you could do that with N64. I'm sure you can. I'm sure there are things out there that that yeah. let you do it as a nostalgic relic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? We've all got our thing. Let's be old people. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Tom, in celebration of being old people, what's your number two? Well, mine is also video game related, but it's not a specific video game. It's playing video games with my friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't play anything with my friends anymore. <laughs> like that's, and I, I realize we don't have the time for most of us and that's getting that it. time to come together to all play together. But whether it's playing like world of Warcraft together or mm-hmm. having Madden seasons, like we used to have where each of us would be a team in a division and yep. we would play each other twice a year and simulate every other game. <laughs> and it would just be whoever is the best at Madden is going to go to the Super Bowl probably because <laughs> it, cause if you win your division, you're going to go and crush everything. Um, or Full Metal Legend, our band, mm-hmm. whenever it got mm-hmm. together, those were great nights where we would just drink and play for like four or five hours because – I had a bedroom that wasn't close to my dad's room so we could get as loud as we want and yep. just rock out. And those are fun times. I'm an old man now and playing video games for more than like 30 minutes. I can't do it anymore. I, I'm starting to lose my, my hope that I will play video games because I buy new video games and I, I don't even finish them anymore. And it makes me kind of sad. Uh, like I got the new Borderlands tiny tina game and i played it and yeah i didn't need to get to the end i was like i get it (laughs) well when when star citizen launches in like 10 15 years i will need (laughs) i will need a turret gunner on any number of my ships and then you could just log in and just do that for me and we'll play we will play again I'll uh, shoot at people. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Don't, you know, don't buy shit. I'll do. I, I, I'm the idiot who spent all <laughs> the money to get that fucking game built. You know, I'm the one with the ships. It's cool. I hear you though, man. Um, yeah, those Madden, I thought about putting Madden on here. Um, cause really I, I think back to Madden 92 was the first one I played. Uh, Madden 90 or Madden, yeah, Madden 93, or I think it was actually the first one, but yeah. Uh, just playing with you guys after work, you know, <laughs> we'd go, we, you know, as soon as man launched, we remember man would launch at like midnight and we'd be at Walmart or whatever at midnight, getting the freaking game and then going to, to your dad's house and play until four or five in the morning, doing the fantasy draft on the team and just like, you know, draft in the same division and play through a whole season like that night. And yeah, boy, we're not 22 anymore. No, Ugh. we're not Ugh. 22 anymore guys. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's I threw up my back folding clothes. Of course. I'm <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> this hurts. Why did I choose this topic? Ah, uh, no, it's fun. And the Full Metal Legend, of course, was. I mean, that's unstoppable. We should have. God, if streaming was a thing in that time, we 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 could have been famous. You guys are. Okay, well, maybe not. I think your right. nostalgia is showing. Yeah, yeah. We, we would have been entertaining to the two people watching us. <laughs> hey, the three people listening to us agree. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go into something a little a little different, a little change of pace for my number two. And I know I got Zach's heart on this one. A hundred percent. The Lord of the Rings. That's the books. That's the movies and the games, too. But specifically the books. Uh, it's the first fantasy series I ever read, and it still means just so much to me. 
Uh, we talk about it on this podcast all the time. Uh, I We are looking forward to eagerly anticipating and hesitantly with bated breath waiting for the series to come out here in September because, you know, we're, we're just, we care so much about about the lore and about the, the setting and everything to do with it. It just, I read the Hobbit and I think the sixth grade is when you read it. And I was just, I was, I was blown away. I was taken away by it. I was swept away through time and space to middle earth. And there's something about a fantasy setting that kind of grabs me. And I don't know why, um, but maybe it is one of those nostalgia things, uh, but magic and the concept of magic is intriguing and, and beautiful and interesting and intimidating all at once. And so little Bilbo's story spoke to me on some really deep level. Um, so when I learned that there was this vast, expansive sequel series called The Lord of the Rings, I had to, I had to get it. And it was a totally different experience. It, it was written and read at a totally higher level um, than, uh, than The Hobbit. Um, it's a different read and all the characters are different, except there was Bilbo and there was Gandalf. Um, Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion were my first experiences with textual criticism and with lore, investigating lore and uh, and and uh, nuke taking on the different lore, the dumpster diving on that, and I, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe how far into detail Tolkien went. I mean, the actual Lord of the Rings, the the, the published product that we read, is such a small portion of this vast lore universe that he created. It's it's astonishing. Um, that was my first window into what it meant to world build in storytelling, and the bug bit me, and it's never really left. I bring it into my D&D now, uh, whether it's character creation as a player or whether it's as a DM, and it, it's just, it's overwhelming. I, I mean, it's just impossible. <laughs> but what's what's great about D&D, of course, is, is how collaborative it is, right? So when a player like Tom has a crazy wild ass, you know, hair up his ass, some crazy notion about something, um... And if I think it's intriguing, if it's a cool idea, I can find a way to thread that into my world. And I, I'm not as clever as Tolkien, okay? I need help. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to, to admit that. But that's part of why I love D&D so much and why Lord of the Rings has held such a hold on my heart. It's what made me want to be a writer. It's what made me want to think of what it takes to be a writer, or at least a profoundly good one. Um I was talking to, my, talking to my mom about this a few months ago. She's really into, what's her, what's the name of the author? J.D. Robb is one of her pen names. She's got the other, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, she <clears throat> she was talking about how uh, she sits there and she she treats it like a job. She writes for eight hours a day. She gets up, you know, at six in the morning, whatever, and she sits down at the desk and she writes for eight hours a day and she treats it like a job. I'm like, that's, that's terrible. I don't want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. That's not, that sounds like work. It doesn't sound like art to me. You know, it doesn't sound like a passion project. Um, I'm just, I'm uninterested in the formulaic, formulaic writing of the prolific authors, frankly. Um, Tolkien, he wrote lots of poetry and short works, but far and away, the bulk of his writing came from the Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings and Cimmerillion. And as oppressed as I am at authors who have 200 novels and shit, uh, I'm equally underpressed because none of those novels are really going to move the needle for me. None could really possibly hope to change me. Lord of the Rings changed me. So formulating writing is, is more like work, whereas Lord of the Rings is art. Uh, from the setting, the everything that went into it, it's that that's the art. And it, 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 it I read it. I, I don't I don't read it every year like uh, Christopher Lee did, uh, but I do read. Uh, uh, I do read it like every few years, kind of go back through and remind myself how amazing it is. So uh, Lord of the Rings is my number two. Uh, Zach, I know you're obviously a big fan. We've talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. No, love Lord of the Rings. So yeah. you said everything that I mean, I said everything. I, yeah. So I like it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, in that case, Zach, what about your number two? Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan. I love all all sorts of sports, but baseball is my favorite more so than football. And uh, I still love this team to till until the day I die. But the Seattle Mariners, uh, they always bring back nostalgia for me. And it's it's specifically because of the 90s. 
the nineties when I was growing up were influential uh, for me in the sense of sports, because we were a good back then we made the playoffs. Everyone remembers the 95 slide. That entire season was just unreal. And then in 2001, we had another follow-up, which was really great. That was on, you know, the cusp after two years after the nineties, but still, uh, the, the past Mariners bring nostalgia for me. And there's a reason we all still talk about them and root for them is because we believe in the fact that, that they can get back to the playoffs. And so it's, um, it's one of the hardest relationships I've ever had, but, uh, I, I love the Seattle Mariners and they, they always remind me of, of, of the good times that I used to have. And I'm excited for more in the future. Yeah. Sports sports has a particular way of reminding it. It's a connection to our past, you know, baseball's playing catch with your dad. Right. That's why Field of Dreams hits so hard. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, it's yeah. Right. It's a great movie. Uh, yeah. Those 95 Mariners, man. Boy, they're, they're pretty special. Uh, I uh, I hate to love them. It's just uh, so much heartache, you mad. like how they became terrible this year. But now they're on like a run of being good again. And it's too much for my heart. And I don't like it. <sighs> but I'll, I'll go to games <laughs> and, and cheer them on. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez kid is something, huh? He is indeed something. And he's so fun to watch. He gets, he just brings that attitude. He reminds me so much of Griffey. Okay. He really does. He brings that love of the game that I think we're missing. That's, that's so cool. So That's a great uh, second entry into this the Mariners. I, I thought you might bring that up, so I'm, I'm really glad that you did. So, Tom, I think you're moving into your number three. What's your number three? My number three is the casino. Uh, now, I'm not a problem gambler or anything. I'm talking about the casino that we all three worked at at different points. I worked there for the longest time, uh, 10 years, which is sad. But it's also the reason I worked there for 10 years is because it was actually a lot of fun working there. Because it was a place where I could just bullshit all day. And every once in a while, I'd park a car. And I'd get paid a very nice amount because tips are great. Uh, For basically not doing all that much. Just park a car, come back, bullshit. And it's where I met most of my friends that I have now. What, like three-fourths of our fantasy football league is people (laughs) who worked at the casino. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's... Tons of great memories, like coming back from parking a car and Corey and Casey are in the little hut that we had and they're dancing to Poker Face by uh, by Lady Gaga. They just have it turned up on the radio nice and loud, not paying attention to if there's any cars coming in to park and they're just dancing away in there. And it's just like all that stuff that went down there. It was a great place to work. Besides the actual casino, like what was going on inside, which is why I loved it. We were always outside and didn't have to deal with what was going on indoors. Uh, So, yeah, the casino, I loved that place. And then I realized when you get a big boy job, they pay you a lot more money. Um, So, yeah, I miss the casino. Okay. That's Only fair with us working there. That's fair. That's, 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 that's fair. I thought about that myself. I'm like, I, my best years working there, my best months working there is when I was in valet outside with you mm-hmm. guys inside of security. It's just balls. It's terrible. It's just terrible. It, uh, no, it sounded I sounded like the worst. <laughs> it's like I said at the beginning, you never really know how much you've been touched by a place until you've left it. And if you really, you look at like, I look at my entire friend group, pretty much it's either people I work with at the casino or people I met through working with people at the casino. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, it was a huge part of my life too. So that's, that's a, that's an excellent number three, man. Yeah. Haven't been back since I left though. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I think I've been back twice and just very briefly, uh, mm-hmm. I don't go there very often. Um, my number three is going to be open form. Uh, I, I definitely want you guys to fill in, jump in here with me. Uh, 90s music. <laughs> We've talked about it just in general, 90s music. When I was a kid, and I know this is true for you guys too. It's true for everybody. My parents listen in, you know, they listen to 70s music. They listen to 80s music. This was the music that was formative to them growing up or in their early adulthood that I get, they were nostalgic for. That's what it was. They were listening to it. And I was like, yeah, no, it's cool. It's good. They get some good stuff. Pink Floyd's great and all that other stuff. But, um, you know, I I always felt like the nineties music was better and I was like, okay, I just kind of kept going with it. But at a certain point and I don't know when it happened, but it was like 
maybe mid 2000s i just kind of stopped keeping up with new music very much i mean i do but i i don't at the same time my default is i'll just find like a 90s playlist or something like that and that's that's like that's not really good because <laughs> music changes it progresses whatever i came to the realization that i i watched a video of like uh rock and roll through the years from like the 1940s like 1946 proto rock and roll to 2021 and it changed drastically like every five years or so during that period except for around like from 2008 to 2021 it's like hasn't changed at all and i wonder if edm like in that whole flux of uh the uh, of where the musical taste has gone to um might have something to do with that um, you guys could definitely jump in and speak more on that, but nineties music in general, I'm not a big country fan, but early nineties country was top notch nineties rock. I love nineties rock grunge, all that stuff. So jump on in here. What do you think of nineties music? Well, just like you, I'm an old man who stopped listening to music and started telling everyone their music was terrible. Um, <laughs> because that's all I listen to is basically nineties music. And I have very few bands that are still making albums. I think Tool and Pearl Jam, for the most part, yeah, are making albums, and that's all that's left from the '90s. Um, but I, well, it's like when we go to trivia night, there's always a music round, yeah. And I know that probably 90% of the songs that are going to be played during that music round, I'm not going to know. So right. I get very excited when something comes on that I know, um, like when they did a mashup of queen and rage against the machine and i was like yes i know both of these <laughs> and i was just so excited to contribute to the team because my limited amount of music knowledge came in handy once which was weirdly awesome by the way it was it was so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i hear you i know exactly how you feel on that uh last week they had uh, a country one on there and they're like is this garth brooks and i'm like no it's i think it's john michael Montgomery. it was john michael Montgomery, like you, you know, you, you probably not. You know, what about you, Zach? How do you feel about '90s music? Yeah, love it. Uh, boy bands. I mean, you guys. You keep saying everything. I'm. I'm thinking. So it's there's nothing really to add. <laughs> just yeah. boy bands. Boy yeah. bands. Um. Yeah. Hip hop. Like, there's a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff I can re recall memories from, and that's what nostalgia is. So. Yeah, in in sync, uh, Backstreet Boys, I, I, for my wife and some of the our gal pals, like that. That's huge, hugely nostalgia for. See that movie? I don't know if you guys watch Disney Pixar like I do, but uh, Turning Red. I don't know if you saw yep. that one coming out. Have I haven't you? seen it yet? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it takes place in like two thousand and two. I think it does, and a big part of it is that the, these girls, these middle school girls, are like super into this one boy band. And it's it's a it's a it's a movie that is a bit nostalgic. I, I suggest you take you take a look. I think you'll enjoy it. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it's a good but, movie. Yeah, it's a funny, funny movie. But uh, OK, that's my number three. 90s music writ large. All of it. It's the music of our youth. Uh, it, the year is 1999 and new metal will never die. So, <laughs> Zach, what is your number three? My number three is The Simpsons. I watch mm. The Simpsons all the time. I used to watch them even more, but uh, anytime I put it on, because they're all on Disney Plus right now, anytime I put it on, it just reminds me of when I was a kid, and I can still quote them. I quote them almost every day, and I just love The Simpsons. But back to what I was saying earlier about nostalgia, it's something that is lessened now, and it, it holds a very special place in your heart somewhere else because of a, a time in the past. And so the last, like, 15 seasons have not been good for the Simpsons, but the first uh, first 15 seasons, I think, were really good. And so uh, there are some other people out there who only think the first like 11 seasons or 10 seasons are the best. And I think that that's been a little little mean because I think that they still held their held their own after after a while. But uh, yeah, I could I could watch those over and over and over again and I could tell you everything about them. It's a it's such an amazing phenomenon that it has never existed in any sort of media at all because they've been around for so long from what, 88 or 89 uh, uh, 87 87 okay well they had pop culture references and political references all through those early seasons that if you weren't alive at the time you have no idea what the hell they're talking about they had president george hw bush on there they had gerald ford <laughs> you don't know who that is <laughs> you know uh I, I think you're right, man. That's uh, Simpsons is one of the things it's still ongoing, but at the same time, you could also be equally nostalgic. That's a really strong choice, man. 
Yeah. All right. Tom, what about your number four? I think we're going to go ahead and roll right in number four. Okay, guys. I'm going to talk about The Woods. The Now, what? The Woods. You know, like trees, but a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I so, know it. I'm surprised you know it. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to play in the woods all the time. That's what we okay. did. We would just go out to the woods and just run around, find old shacks out there, uh, look at porn, because that's what kids do in the woods. Sure, sure. You gotta. I sure. miss going out into the woods and doing things. Porn? I, I know that sounds crazy because of how I've talked before about going outside at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I would like to get out into nature more. And actually, I just renewed my tabs on my car. And one of the options was to get the uh, the parks pass thing for hey. $30 or whatever. And yeah. you, I, I said, you know what? I'll get it. You know what? I'm going to buy it. And hopefully I use it. Maybe I won't. But at least I put the effort out to try to go back to the woods. Yeah. That's and, good, man. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm really a camping person. I just want to go to the woods for a little bit, okay. <laughs> but then come back to my comfy bed. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand that, but you appreciate the bed more. And Zach and I have talked about this. Like when you go away for a few days, like you're sleeping on the hard ground or on that mat and you, you know, your shower, whatever, sweat, whatever. And then you get home and you peel all, <laughs> all these clothes off of you and you dump everything to get that shower and sleep in your own bed. Man, that's a rewarding feeling. There's nothing quite like that feeling. And um, I, I'm proud of you, man. I'm glad that you got it. And hey, that that's so if you do get a wild hair of your butt or if we're just like, hey, let's go do a hike or whatever. Uh, hey, you can park legally. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's a that's a big help. Good on you, man. Yeah. Uh, after I spent my early, I think until I was 12, we were at a trailer park. But from 12 and a half to when I left at 17, we lived out in the Machias area and that's all woods out there. We lived on five acres of woods. So yeah, I definitely lived out in those woods, man. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I hear you. There's something very cool about that. I prefer the woods uh, to anything else when it comes to my outdoors experience. So some people prefer the water. Uh, I think the water is terrifying. There's water bears in there. That's, that's awful. That's the worst. The water's <laughs> terrifying. We, we fear the water. Uh, Okay, I think we're going to move into my number four, old YouTube videos, but not specifically old YouTube videos. I want to mention, like, they're also old videos from the earlier pioneer days of the Internet. I'm talking E-Bombs World. I'm talking Joe Cartoon and Foamy the Squirrel and Strong Bad with his Trogdor the Burninator. <laughs> uh, Happy Tree Friends. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh... The, the younger generation out there, maybe they haven't seen all this stuff. Um, it was kind of the wild west of the internet when it came to it. Um, and also, hell, actually, they, they can relate because there was Vine a few, like five years ago, five, six years ago. Vine was huge, 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 huge. And then it went away. But those Vine stars have been coming back to TikTok and those they've been coming up on YouTube and on TikTok now. Um, I just have certain days where I'm just having a no brain day. Like I just, no, there's no flow going to it. No blood, no nothing, no electricity. I'm just a, I'm just a meat, nothing. I'm just nothing. And I will sit there and veg out on some of these old YouTube videos that I've seen a hundred times because it's for whatever reason, uh, a quote or something happens where it just gets into my head. Like one of those earworms, like you hear us, like you have a song stuck in your head and you just got to hear it. Right. Same, same phenomenon with that. So and invariably on those days, I'll find myself down the drifting down the YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> on some of these old videos. So um, that's my number four old YouTube videos, old Internet stuff. Uh, I'm going to go listen to Strong Bad and Trogdor after this because I haven't watched it in a while. And uh, it's always a good laugh. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to open up that uh, tab right now. Come to think of it. <laughs> well, I think TikTok kind of replaced a lot of that youtube nostalgia i still watch youtube like crazy and it's, it's youtube is obviously still very popular but it's not it tiktok has now those shorter contained videos that become funny or become memes and such it's not necessarily a youtube video anymore 
Right. I and I agree. And, and the the delivery method has shifted over time. It's changed, but those older style videos that are on there now that are now preserved, thankfully, the uh, historians of the internet, the uh, what do you call it? I can't remember that. Uh, the anthropologists, the internet anthropologists have gone back through and preserved it, thank goodness, and updated it to YouTube where it will be forever preserved because it's owned by Google and Google will own the world if it doesn't already. So, <laughs> all right. That's my number four. Zach, how about your number four? Uh, I discussed it earlier when I said I had this video game as one of my favorites. Not the video game in particular, but I signed up for Peacock Plus uh, last year. I get it through Xfinity for free. So I or Peacock, I think it's Peacock Plus, Peacock Premium, whatever it's called. Anyways, Peacock. And it is uh, it's pretty cool. I use it mostly for the office, but there is a tab on it and it is under sports and it is wrestling. It is WWE or as I call it, WWF. Can't call that anymore because they lost those name rights a long time ago. But the WWE was something that I grew up on. And anytime I I think about it or anytime I watch it now that it's on Peacock, it just instantly transports me back to when I was a kid. And I absolutely loved wrestling. It is so cool. I could have conversations for hours about it. There's this amazing Twitter account and it's called 90s WWE. And it has all these funny memes from it. And they're just like screenshots of, you know, Shawn Michaels or Stone Cold or The Rock. Mm. And it'll say, you know, when mom tells you pizza rolls are ready or whatever, like shit, <laughs> shit like that. And it is so goddamn good. And so uh, there's this fun 90s wrestling community that's out there. And we just can talk for hours about it. But when I when I put on a, a Hell in a Cell match from like 96 or 97, I just relive that time when I was a kid and just cheering my heart out for, you know, mankind to beat the undertaker or something like that. And it's just, it's, it's so amazing. It just, it transports me back, but yeah, WWE wrestling and WCW yeah. is pretty good too, but wrestling. And I had the video game for N64. I had all the video games for WCW and WWF. And uh, I still have them. I haven't played them in a while, but I imagine that they won't be very good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Some of these, uh, some of these old games don't hold up too well. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I was, I was hoping you would, because I know that it's such hugely uh, for our generation and the one like right behind WWF was big, man. It took over. It was huge. And, uh, mankind. That was the first one I thought of when you said, when you were talking about nineties wrestling was mankind. I don't know why I love him so much. He's just so ridiculous, but, uh, Kane was my favorite. I think my brother's was undertaker. So, uh, we've talked about it on this podcast before that we practice wrestling moves on each other in the living room until mom's like, Nope, none of that shit. No, 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 no. Uh, I do not have the insurance for you idiots to put yourselves in the hospital. That's, that's, that's done now. Before uh, I die, I want to deliver a proper Stone Cold Stunner to somebody on the street, or if someone tries to get in a fight with me, deliver a proper Stone Cold Stunner, <laughs> and then perfectly catch a beer in my hand and just flip people off. And yeah, I will die a happy man if I can do that. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> do it. I don't care. Kill me. Let's make this happen. I will I'll do be the it for ref. this. I can be the ref. And okay. Yeah, you can. Then you will get Stone Cold him. stunned also because because you're <laughs> I, in on I, it. So I understand. I understand. Oh, <laughs> you gotta Tom, do it. <laughs> you almost died today from doing laundry. That's so, true. <laughs> if, if Zach Stone Cold stunned either one of us, neither one of us are wake, walking away from that. That's gonna be we're gonna be down for for a minute. Getting better from that. Uh, but I don't care. Uh, Whatever. Go, go ahead. Wreck wreck my shit. <laughs> <laughs> just destroy me do it yeah uh, for, for, for the for the lols i'll do it why not fuck it that's a great strong number four well done zach i think we're gonna go ahead and round the corner here into our number five tom bring us on home. Uh, so my last one is having fun getting hammered okay <laughs> this is something that i can't do anymore i can get drunk drunk which means i can drink about eight beers over like a six hour period that's that's a good i just celebrated a halloween party right sort of night for me but i'm talking about those days when i would drink you know 10 beers have shots that i don't remember and wake up the next day and be like oh i'm not doing that bad 
but my seven or eight beers that I drink now, that could ruin me for three days. And it's, <laughs> it's just not going to be a good week. If, if, I, if we go to a Halloween party, which I get drunk maybe twice a year. Yeah. And I'm always feeling terrible the next day. I remember when I was a child <laughs> and I would get drunk and we'd go and like play kickball or something the next day and mm. just be like, I could play sports after getting drunk the night before. Oh, that, oh, those were the days. Yeah. Oh, I just want to get hammered again, <laughs> but I know uh, I don't want to ruin the rest of my life by getting hammered. I know exactly how you feel. Uh, it's definitely gotten harder as the years have gone on. Um, I'll help go out the trivia night with you guys. If I get a third beer, I'm I, I, that's that's a mistake every time. Two beers, that's that'll get the rig rolling. That's fine. That's good. Three beers, you might as well just you, you might as well get real and realize you're going to have eight beers. Like <laughs> you know, at that point, you, you, if you're going to have two beers, you stop at two beers. So. Uh, you're right. Our bodies do not react the way they used to. Um, I don't enjoy, I don't like being hung over. I hate it. I just, I hate feeling sick. I hate have, I get like these bad sinus migraines. I just, I hate it. So I just don't drink to excess anymore. I don't even think I get drunk twice a year anymore. Um, it's just, Hey man, times have, times have changed. That's, that's a, that's a young person's game. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we just have a poor attitude. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't like to get hammered anymore. I just like to drink to to drink, and I, I try to only drink on the weekends. So there are fun times, though. Sure, absolutely. When you can act like a, a dummy and just have fun with your friends, there's always something like that. I don't know if I'd say it's one of my favorites, just because it was a weird time. I, I would more say just having fun moments was was nostalgic, and I still have those fun moments. But alcohol enhanced it, sure. But we still could would have had fun regardless. I, yeah, I think uh, true. Yeah, I think when we actually do get get into that third beer, it's a little bit nostalgic because it does remind us of a time when we used to tie, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten beers on, uh, yeah. playing Full Metal Legend or whatever. Just crush a twelve pack of ESB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't have any bad memories when it comes to getting hammered because I'm a very mellow drunk. I yeah. never get angry, <laughs> like. So I've never had like a bad experience getting hammered. Other people have had bad experiences around me and I just turn away from that and drink some more of my beer. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just good at not caring about other people's problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why you were able to be at the casino for 10 years and the rest was worse. Right. I didn't care what was going on. Yeah, the rest of us take shit uh, just too personally and you just yeah. roll, roll with it. So you're blessed, man. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Uh, well, I think I'll, on my number five, I'm just going to mention some uh, some old TV shows. I mentioned in my old YouTube videos that I like um, some days I was just having a no brain day and I like to put something on. Uh, this sort of ties in with my 90s music as well. Uh, there's shows like The West Wing is one of my all time favorite shows. Um, Highlander from the early 90s. I don't know if you ever watched Highlander, but I loved Highlander. It's all on YouTube now. You can go back. It's actually on. I think the whole series is on Paramount actually. Now that I think about it, on Paramount plus, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek DS nine. I think I've gone through three or four times the whole series of all the Star Treks. I love next generation. DS nine is our favorite man in our favorite. We've gone through it a bunch. Love it. Um, more recently, the shows more from the more recent parks and rec. We've, I think we've sat down and gone through twice. Uh, I don't know. It's just, Sometimes if you just want to veg and you're not feeling super experimental uh, for new shows. And and that's, again, that's one of those not so great things because there's so many good programs out there that really warrant your attention. And once you've seen it, you've, you know, once you've seen that stuff, you don't really need to go back and see it. I don't know. Sometimes I, I like to revisit uh, those episodes to see what I missed, you know, and, and invariably every time I pick up something new that I missed before um, with Parks and Rec. I think I didn't appreciate uh, Chris Traeger and Ben Wyatt so much the first time I, I I watched through it, but then I realized when they came into the show, they totally changed the dynamic, total shift, and it was a, a meaningful one too. Now they're like two of my favorite characters of the whole show. So uh, the West Wing, it was always kind of liberal porn and not realistic to reality whatsoever, <laughs> but now it's super not <laughs> like not even close. Uh, 
it's a it's sort of an idealized thing um but anyway uh yeah so old tv shows i like that uh, they get me feeling nostalgic so zach i think this will pull up to your number five finish us off okay yeah um so this one i just anytime i it's a food anytime i have this or see it instantly takes me back to a school field trip because on a field trip you pretty much had this in every lunch or if you were a cool kid you had this in every lunch but it's a lunchable um, anytime i see a lunchable i can't not think of of when i was a, a young lad and the, how just weird they were. They are white trash charcuterie boards, basically. Um, <laughs> they, are, they have, you know, a lot of sodium, a lot of just grossness in them, but goddamn, do I love them. And I'm talking like the classic, you know, cheese cracker ham or cheese cracker turkey sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and just even the basic ones where you don't get a drink. You also get a cookie in pretty much all of them. But then they started upgrading and, you know, we had ones that had a Capri Sun with it. And then they had like chicken nugget ones, burgers, nachos, uh, make your own pizza, which I think were my favorite ones to build your own pizza. Just really fun stuff. And and I loved Lunchables. I thought that they were so great. And whenever they were on sale at on at Albertsons, ten for ten dollars. Ooh, we bought those like crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have I have friends who they still feed their kids Lunchables, and mm. it's interesting because it's just like, man, those are so unhealthy, but it's easy. So yeah, yeah, yeah something about the convenience of it. But yeah, that's that's a great pick for nostalgia. I'm gonna that's gonna stick in my brain for a while. It's white trash charcuterie boards. It is <laughs> if you think about it. I mean, you can have hundred percent is if you decide to have a white trash party, just pull out some lunchables. That's not a bad idea. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. I'll talk to Colton about that. There, there you go. There you go. Maybe, yeah, I'll throw something. There. Okay. Well, I think that gets us through our top five. I think we've, we're all set there, guys. Uh, what do you think? Anything else? Any honorable mentions? Anything else you didn't want to or you didn't bring up before? Uh, no, no, I didn't think uh, of anything else. I, de- I definitely mentioned grandma spaghetti. I didn't bring up any like holiday stuff because uh, I guess I get nostalgic around Christmas. That's sort of the whole shtick, right? That's that's what that's there for. <laughs> that's pretty much what it's there for. Sure. You think of family and all that. So. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and go down our list here. Thomas, uh, his top five were Dad's Dinners, uh, playing video games with friends like us, Angel of the Winds Casino, working with friends like us, The Woods, and having fun while getting hammered. Uh, Eric's was Final Fantasy XI, Lord of the Rings, 90s music, old YouTube and internet videos, and rewatching old TV shows. For Zach's, the N64 holds a special place in his nostalgic heart. The Seattle Mariners own that as well, as do the Simpsons, professional wrestling, and those white trash charcuterie boards, Lunchables. Great list, guys. Uh, we, we went all over the place on this, and I was hoping that would be the case. So, All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5 at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at E underscore Shane, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong even though you think you're right. Nostalgia. It isn't what it used to be. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye.